Yes, and welcome back to Faith FM. You're live on the Brecky Show with um, Darren and Boris. Because Good morning, guys. Yeah, because Lyle and um, Lawson are landing about They've now. officially <laughs> landed. They've officially landed. He called through not that long ago and said they've la- so arrived So now they'll hop in their car and they'll tune into 87.6. Morning, guys. Or 87.8 or 88.0. And they'll be listening. Good morning. Welcome home back to Australia, Lyle and Lawson. Of course, Mon's coming back tomorrow, I think. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So they'll be back on air tomorrow, but you're with Boris and Darren. And of course, quiz, Boris, you haven't got it yet. No, I've been struggling. Having guessed the quiz question of the day, um, had a couple of phone calls come in and they've been off the mark as well. So the, right. du- the double prize is still out there. Can Boris beat them to the double prize? Of course, there's still a, if Boris guesses it this time, um, then there's still a prize. But let's see how we go. So, Boris, here's the next clue. Revelation 12 tells of me and my angels fighting against the dragon and his angels. There's a big clue. Revelation 12 tells of me and my angels fighting against the dragon and his angels. Um, Boris is writing it down. Yes, Boris has got the answer. Officially a genius. Yes, yes, yes. So the the double prize has gone, unfortunately, but a prize, an awesome prize is still there. Give us a call at Faith FM. What are the numbers there, Boris? All right, 1800 843 to call in. You can text in on 0419-064-669, or you can hit us on our social pipelines through Facebook and Instagram. Yes, yeah, so give us a call or uh, find us on Twitter. No, or not Twitter, Facebook, Facebook and oh, Instagram. There Instagram, we go. not Twitter. No. Yeah, no. Instagram. 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 (laughs) Find us on Instagram and on Facebook. Facebook. There we go. Or give us a call and give us the answer and a prize will be yours. Awesome. So it's come that time for our Bible encounter. And we've been plowing through Revelation pretty heavy going the last few weeks. And um, um, last week, Lyle and Lawson and Monty got through the um, Revelation chapter 15. With the close of probation, what? Just recap what's happening in Revelation 15 for us, Boris. Oh, look. So in Revelation 15, we got the bowls of judgment, but essentially we do see there, and I'm sure these guys would have gone over this last week, that when the smoke is filled and there's no one left in the yep. temple where no man can enter, we see that that is a time where the close of probation has happened. And by the way, chapter 16 obviously follows the first 15 yep. chapters. Um, and so we've had a build up to this. God's yep. final messages of mercy with the three angels' messages, uh, warning. You've got the whole time throughout the book of Revelation, you've got a story, a narrative happening here where you've got Satan and the agencies that he uses on earth. Yep. Um, attacking, persecuting, creating tribulation for God's children. And so whether it's all the way in Revelation chapter 2 where um, the faithful there are being persecuted or or whether it's with the four horsemen where the, yep. Satan is using his powers here on earth to persecute, you got the whole time the children of God are being persecuted for their faithfulness to God. And then you got kind of a climax of that happening in chapter 14, where the children of God are warning the world about, and not just warning, but delivering a message of mercy, that God is love, God wants them, and that there is deception and the enemies at work here as well. And then you got finally 
the response to that as well in chapter 13 is where they're attacking and there's finally this decree made to, by law, um, kill God's faithful. Yep. Yep. And so, it's in this context that you have chapter 16, which is really God's response to finally being able to um, re- Don't defend, have like, protect, um, and free his children. It's sort of like the strange act of God um, in the end where, where this has gone on, probation's closed, so the judgment's finished, um, yeah. and now... Um, God's strange acts about to happen. Yeah, um, and so this is often known as the seven last plagues. And so when I'm thinking of or hear yeah. the term seven yep, plagues or the route. last plagues, um, you're often taken back to listen, or it takes me back to to think about Egypt and the ten last plagues that happened there. Yep. And something that I think we're going to find today is that the nature of the seven last plagues in Revelation is similar in 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 in, in parts to the nature of the ten uh, the ten plagues that happened in Egypt. Yep. So when you're a scholar, you're looking at the, see these seven plagues listed, and you go back to your mind goes straight back to Exodus. Says, "Well, there has to be some sort of correlation, some type there. of connection, for sure." For and, sure. So, and so you look at these plagues back in um, Exodus, and you're looking at Exodus chapter seven, eight, and nine um, through there. You find um, the different plagues that are happening. Go right through um, Exodus ten. Um, it, it, yeah, you find all these ten plagues happening. It's interesting that um, the. The idea of these plagues in Exodus was to try and um, encourage Pharaoh to let the God's people go, so they could go and worship Him in in their way. Very um, much, and I, I think I think it's really fascinating that when we read um, about the ten plagues there in Egypt, we read it, and everyone's natural emotions are like, "Wow, God's delivering His people; He's freeing His people." Um, where somehow, when people read in Revelation, they're like, "Oh man, this is mean and nasty," yeah. but it's not. It's same in nature, and that they, this is the extent, this is the extreme that God has to go to to deliver. His his people. Something that's also fascinating that's a bit of a kind of, I guess, an insight into the seven last plagues is that in the ten plagues, like you have some of the plagues, which is kind of like the Nile turning into yep. blood, right? Uh, frogs running everywhere. And if you if you look into the history of Egyptian culture, and especially Egyptian religious or faith culture, is that they worshipped the Nile. They worshipped these frogs. And the different plagues that happened there in Egypt was actually a demonstration of the falseness yes. of their religions, yep. the falseness of their faith. And, and so God's attacking right at, right at the very centre of worship or where they worship, saying, Hey, this is this is about worship, and Revelation is all about worship too. When you we look at what Revelation has gone through, those fifteen, sixteen chapters now, um, it's all it's about all about worship. About um, these these two forms of worship, and the questions asked, well, who do you serve? Really, is the question coming right through? Yeah, very much so. Um, so, so yeah, and also interesting in these plagues is um, in Exodus is the idea of um, each time you go through each plague, it says that Pharaoh hardened his heart. Mm. Um, and so the plagues, if you like, increase in their severity because Pharaoh 
continues to harden his heart and he says, oh, I'll let people go. Then he hardens his heart says, no, I won't. And so there's this toing and throwing between yeah. God, Moses and Pharaoh saying, hey, yeah. um, let my people go. And Pharaoh says, no, yeah. they stay in Egypt. They worship my gods. Not- it's true. Look, yeah. there's a saying that I've heard for many years and I believe it to be absolutely true and that is that heroes are not made in a crisis. Yep but rather they're revealed in a crisis. I like that. Just like cowards are not made in a crisis, cowards are revealed in a crisis. And so when you go through a difficult, difficult time, it brings out who you actually are on the inside. Yep. And so heroes and martyrs, they they are heroes and martyrs within themselves long before a time of trouble ever came. And so when the Bible is talking about Pharaoh hardening in his heart, it's that, that these circumstances which God has allowed to take place or or is made to take place, they're revealing the hardness of his heart. And with each step, um, there, there is a greater revealing of the hardness of his heart. Look, here's something that I think is important to look at in the comparison of the 10 plagues there in Egypt, as well as the seven last plagues. Both testify to the superior authority of the power of God. Yeah, that's right. right. Both reveal God's the one who has the power. He's the one in control. Um, both result in a decisive defeat of men and women who had chosen to defy God. And thus, the deliverance of his chosen people from a situation that would otherwise be without remedy. So, in other words, both of these plagues, they... they freed God's children and punished those who were who were persecuting God's children. Both demonstrate the justice of God and bring honor to his name. And just like the ten plagues in Egypt were painfully literal, and each was designed to demonstrate how false were the claims and how futile was a reliance upon false religions, so will the seven plagues um, be literal. And yet each will tell how... how some aspect of this apostate religion or this false belief um, will, will be exposed through them. And so, we're just going to have a little bit of a break. Is that right? Or no, we're going we're going to station ID, then back into it. There we go. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Yes, you're back on Faith FM. I like where you're going with this, um, Boris, your idea of, um, of the... Um Comparing, and contrasting these two, and and in Exodus and with the seven last plagues, and and yeah, when you look at what they're describing there in Revelation, they're going to be um pretty pretty significant things that are happening on the earth. Do you want to get into the text, have a read of what's actually happening? Definitely, definitely. So we're going to Revelation chapter sixteen. Yeah, and. Do you want to have a read, Boris? Do you want me to read? Uh, you have a read. However, just before we read, I do think it's important just to touch on something I mentioned a little bit, just yep. for clarification, yep. Yep. and that is that these are literal. Now, we we, we believe that unless the context um, is obviously symbolic, that we should take yep. the Bible literally. Um, and so, it's obvious, for instance, that the first angel, it doesn't pour a literal chemical compound from a literal bowl upon men who received a literal mark inflicted by a yeah. literal beast, yeah. right? But rather that the angel himself is probably literal, right? Yeah. And men who receive the vial, they're probably or certainly literal people. Yeah. yeah? So there's symbolic things around these plays, but what's actually, the plays actually happening are Exactly, literal. exactly. Yeah. This is not just something happening in a spiritual realm, but this is something that will be able to be noticed in the world and the people around us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you want to read the verse? So let's go from verse 16 of Revelation. You got your Bibles there at um, home or on your phone. Have a read with us. But this is what it says. 
Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. The first angel went and poured out his bowl on the land, and ugly and painful sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and worshipped the image. The second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it turned into blood like that of a dead man, and every living thing in the sea died. The third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. Then I heard the angel in charge of the water say, You are just in these judgments, you who are are and who were the Holy One, because you have so judged. For they have shed the blood of your saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink as they deserve. And I heard the altar respond, Yes, Lord God Almighty, true and just are your judgments. The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the sun was given power to scorch people with fire. They were seared by the intense heat, and they cursed the name of God who would control over these plagues, but they refused to repent and glorify him. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast and his kingdom, and plunged, and the earth was plunged into darkness. Men gnawed their tongues in agony and cursed the God of heaven, because of their pains and their sores, but they refused to repent of what they had done. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings of from the east. Then I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs. They came out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are spirits of demons performing miraculous signs, and they go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for the battle on the great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come like a thief. Blessed is he who stays awake and keeps his clothes with him, so that he may not go naked and be shamefully exposed. Then they gathered the kings together to the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. The seventh bowl poured out his bo- seven, a seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying, "It is done." Then there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a severe earthquake. No earthquake like it has ever occurred since man has been on the earth. So tremendous was the quake, the great city split into three parts, and the cities of the nations collapsed. God remembered Babylon the great and gave her the cup filled with the wine of the fury of his wrath. Every island fled away and the mountains could not be found. From the sky, huge hailstones of about 45 kilograms each fell upon men and they cursed God on account of the plague of hail because the plague was so terrible. Wow. That doesn't sound fun. (laughs) Not at all. Now, before we go on, the man himself is here with, well, he's called in. Breaking news. Lyle is in. We got him on the line. Are you there, Lyle? Uh, I think he's coming there. Is Lyle there? Hello. Hey, Lyle. Lyle, How are you going, mate? Good. I can barely hear you. Oh, let me try and talk up as much as I can. I'm I'm actually in the car. I'm in Sydney. Oh, there we go. Welcome back, mate. How are you feeling? And, uh, And I'm here with Lawson. Hey Lawson! Hey Lawson! You're on the way back to the <laughs> studio. <laughs> yeah, we we kind of are. We kind of are. We, we we might not make it there for the end of the show. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> drive up to Sydney. So tell me, how long have you guys been travelling for? What 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 hour are you guys up to? I have no idea. I've completely lost track. <laughs> An hour too long, I'm sure. 
But He's I do, I do have to tell you... eight, I, nine, ten, eleven o'clock at night back in Ethiopia, so you guys should be sleeping. No idea. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I do have to tell you about the first part of our journey, though. Oh, please do. Okay, so the first part of our journey was from Awasa to Addis Ababa. And this is just... This is just mind-blowing journey. We've we've loaded into this bus, and uh, was it a twenty-three seater or something or other? I don't know how many people we had in it. We were just completely jammed in like sardines. We must have been in it for oh, like wow. five or six hours or something or other. And of course, our bus driver has just absolutely nailed it, and 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 and, and he's going as hard as this thing will go. We're dodging around. Uh, adjages, other vehicles on the road, trucks, horses, donkey carts, clouds of dust. Sometimes the road is sealed, sometimes it's not. We go flat chat all the way to Addis, like the most crazy overtakes you've ever seen. And in that entire journey, we only hit one cow. (laughs) Only one? (laughs) Only one, I couldn't believe it. We only hit one cow. (laughs) And then we arrive at the airport. And of course, um, you know, Lawson and I are going through and we never actually stopped. We just walked up, checked in our baggage, walked, you know, through the security up to the gate and got on our plane. Wow. And so Sounds if, like pure if we'd, craziness. Hit, if we'd hit more than one cow, we wouldn't have made our flight. Man, talk about an adventure. I mean, oh, you have no idea. Did he stop for the cow? Yeah, oh, yeah, you have to stop because it's highly illegal to hit animals in, in Ethiopia. So oh, wow. here in Australia, you know, if, you, if your animal gets out on the road, you're in lots of trouble. It's the complete opposite there. Oh, really? If, if um, the animals have complete right of way, and so, you know, if they get on the road, um, they have right of way, and, and you are not allowed to hit you know, massive fine if you hit an animal. Right. So serious business. He's probably up for a bit of money to pay um, for this cow. Yeah, well, he kind of just kept going, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was so hanging around. The cow sort of leaped away and looked a bit sorry for itself, and we were out of there. Oh man! Oh well, look, man, we're praising God that you're back here with us. I'm sure in a day or two you'll be you'll be on the radio. Um, we're thankful that you were able to arrive, and thanks for calling in, man. It's good to hear you again. Yeah, no worries. That's awesome. See you back tomorrow. Yeah, we're back in tomorrow morning. Lawson and I are on to tomorrow morning for the breakfast show. I'm sure there'll be many more stories to hear. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Looking forward to it. All right. All the best, guys. All right. So getting back to Revelation chapter <laughs> back 16. To the place. That's, that's a crazy, crazy story. <laughs> that's a crazy story. Uh, so getting back to the. <laughs> it's so hard switching back to this. Yeah. So we've read through it. Now, obviously, this stuff is not um, pleasant. Right. No, it's pretty. It's actually. I'm thinking to read it. This is more serious stuff than the ten, the ten plagues in Exodus. Yeah, um, yeah. But it appears to be falling on. This definitely appears to be falling on those who have made their choice to to not receive the mark of the lamb. Um, so it's those that have received the mark of the beast that appear to be getting these plagues. Yeah, very much so. And I think. Um, what we what we will see, and I think it would be important to break it down, and we'll go through each plague individually. Yeah. Um, but something that we'll see is that in each of these um, plagues, as they're getting poured uh, poured out, as the bowls are getting poured out, we see that it actually symbolically is representing a certain type of rebellion, yeah. a certain type of false religion. And so, when we come back after. Um, Listening to a wonderful song, we're going to be discussing that further. And so, 
coming up is Randy Travis, Jerusalem's City. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting hearing from Lyle and, and Lawson yeah. in the car and looking forward to having them back tomorrow and they'll be continuing this revelation. Um, and Mon's on her way back too. Hopefully we'll hear her from her as well when she lands. But yeah. Awesome. And don't forget, you can still call in or write in on Facebook to answer the questions.
Yes, and you're back on Faith FM with Boris and Darren. A bit crazy this morning. We've had Lyle and Lawson phone with their crazy trip to the airport. Um, but, yeah, um, we're also doing the quiz and we had a couple of calls in. Remember that Boris got the answer with the last clue, so there's no double prize. No double prize. I got it, guys. But you can still get a prize by getting the answer. And here's the next clue. I am not Gabriel. But I am an archangel. Think of archangels in the Bible. It's not Gabriel. Who else could it be? Give us a call at Faith FM. What's the number there, Boris? All right. It's 1800-324-843. That's 1-800-342-843. Or you can text in on 0491-064-669. Give us a call and give us the answer. We're, we're right in the middle now of these um, seven last plays. We've read the text yep. and we're into it. So what's happening here? All right. So in the first one, it's, it's, it's quite obvious. So for the first one, it says, So the first went and poured out his bowl upon the earth, and a foul and loathsome sores came upon men who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his image. So, so the first one is um is like boils like we had in um some physical sores yeah physical sores um think of Job and he suffered those and yep. um not a not a good thing to have they're pretty horrible yeah um definitely and it says that only only those that have received the mark of the beast got these yep yep and so. worshipped worshipped his image which for those of you who are regular listeners you would have be familiar with this language from when Lyle and Lawson would have talked about Revelation chapter 13 yep. where it talks about worshipping the image of the beast and receiving his mark actually Lawson I did that so oh you yes. did that with Lawson alright there we, we go did that chapter but yeah um, we, we identified those two beasts and um, yeah um, clear yeah. marks pointing to who they are um, yeah. And so from the text, this seems that this is not going to be a universal flood, uh, pardon, a universal uh, plague that hits everyone, but rather those who have the mark of the beast and worship the image of his name. And so they will have these bodily sores. Um, then in verse 3, you have the second angel yep. poured out his what happens on the sea, and it became blood as of a dead man, and every living creature in the sea died. Imagine that. That's going to be pretty horrible. It's going to be crazy. Back in, when you think back, um, we had the Nile turning into blood, yeah. and when we had the frogs that, that um, died, and they had to pile them up, and the stench filled the land. This is the whole ocean dying. Yeah, well, definitely. Well, whether it's all the oceans or just a sea, because we've got the seven seas, I believe, yep. right? Um, th- th- we don't know exactly, but when they turn into blood, it's going but, but we're to gonna be- we're going to have sea creatures dying. 100%. <laughs> and not only that, at this point, this isn't hidden or secret anymore, right? When there's a bunch of people with bodily sores happening, and yep. these are the people that are attacking God's children, don't forget that. Yep. And then you have the sea turning to red, and you got the third one, the which third extends one? that into the rivers and springs of waters, and they became blood. So it spread from the sea onto the land with the with the streams into the rivers and the springs. So in other words, water is going to be pretty scarce, probably around about then. Yeah, no, most fresh water anyway. Yeah, for sure. So that's happening. And, what's, and then we had this beautiful little section where um where the angel um, says that God's judgments are just. So there's a declaration that what God's yep. done and is just and that his judgments sure. are sure. Um, and, and you can kind of see who this is falling upon in verse 6. It says, And they shall shed the blood of the saints of the prophets, and you have given them blood to drink, for it is their just due. In other words, this this is coming as a result of all 
the saints or the children of God that would be persecuted during this time of trouble at yeah. the end. God's saying enough is enough, and, and his strange act is, in, is increasing intense, intensity as you go through this. Yeah. Um, it's building. Like, okay, it's gone from boils, personal, it's gone to the ocean, mm-hmm. now it's gone to, to the, the mm-hmm. land, and, and the water's yeah. now, there's no and, water and anymore. Now, and now we come we do come to the universal plague or the, the one that covers the whole earth. It says, verse 8, the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun and power was given to him to scorch men with fire. So there's this tremendous heat that the Bible says is going to be coming and men were scorched with great heat and they blasphemed the name of God who had power over these plagues and they did not repent and give him glory. That's Once the again, hardening of the heart. You're seeing the through. hardening of the heart, the, the revealing of what's in the inner man. I was um, just heard in Death Valley over in America, they had for years the highest recorded heat, which was 138 Fahrenheit, which I believe ends up being something like 59 degrees Celsius. Wow, that's pretty hot. <laughs> and people that were there that day, they said they saw birds that were under the shade to fly out. And as they flew out from under the shade, they just saw them collapsing to the ground because it was too hot for them and they were just dying all over the spot. Yeah, well, I keep domestic ducks and I say anything above 40 degrees, you've got to watch them in the sun because they actually melt. Yeah. The ducks melt in the sun. So, yeah. So, yeah. so we're, we're, we're looking at really horrible, obvious, universal things. And by the way, don't miss this. This is falling upon people who don't have the protection of God or don't have the seal of God, but have been persecuting and fighting and warring against God. And God has to go to this extent to finally free and save his children. So maybe the fifth will solve the problem in that vacuum turn. Let's have a look. What happened in the fifth? Well, then the fifth angel pulled out his bowl on the throne of the beast and his kingdom became full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues because of the pain. They blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and they did not repent of their deeds. So now they've got sores, and now they've, they've got can't drink, and this, the land stinks, mm-hmm. and the sun is really hot, and they can't find any shade. or, or um, somehow, simul- simultaneously to the land being very hot, there's darkness falling upon the, the kingdom of the beast. Yep. So now they can't see where they're going. Yeah. Um, it just seems like the earth's just slowly splitting apart and breaking down. And it's sort of like a, a decreation almost occurring here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think, you know, you, you come to this point and, and there is no way that if you are an opposition to the children of God, you are hating God, you're attacking his children, there is no way at this point that you're not going to see that you are wrong. Surely you'll start to think there's something really gone Yet wrong here's here. the interesting fact, Darren, and that is that from the text, it keeps telling us that they're still unrepentant. So they, they've just said, no, nah, the hearts are hard. Not Pharaoh's heart. It's getting harder and harder. They just don't want to admit that That's God it. is God and that he is just. That's it. And so God has done everything he possibly can to try to save these people, and they just do not want it. Not only do they not want salvation, they want to kill anyone who wants it. Yeah. And so God has to step in with these plagues yeah. to, 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 to help his children and to free them. Yep. Yeah. And what about the six? All right. Then the sixth angel poured out his bolt on the great river Euphrates and its water was now dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out from the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet, for they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole 
and of the whole world to gather them to battle for the great day of God Almighty. Wow, what's this all about? All right, well, I think this is where it's coming in verse 15. It gives us the answer. It says, Behold, I am coming quick, coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches, who keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. I, and, I like those words. Um, the idea of, of being clothed with Christ's righteousness is coming through there, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're either clothed or unclothed, um, a bit like we go back to Revelation where it talks about... um the Laodicea and, and having those clothes and being clothed with the blood of the Lamb. So um, what's happening here is I think we're right now on the verge, if you like, of the second coming. Um, yes, we are definitely right on the verge of the second coming. And then it goes um, through and it talks about the seventh bowl being poured out into the air and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne saying, it is done. Now, we read that. That's I think that's, to me, that is... Basically, Jesus is now coming. Um, yeah. So, in Plague 6, the, those three unclean spirits apparently either symbolize or represent this evil trio of religious powers, which together constitute the Latter-day Babylon. Yep. And yep. so, th- this final six is an exposure, drying up, revealing of these final deceiving powers. Which it's the final us- exposure, revelation of, yep. of, of what's going on here. And, and now, people can see exactly what it is. Yeah. And, and so then the seventh one comes and it says there's the biggest earthquake that we've ever seen. That's been pretty huge. Mm-hmm. There's um, thunder, there's lightning, there's hail falling, and it appears to me that this is right at the end. Jesus is almost coming yep. right at that moment. Yep. Well, we're basically be- out of time. Um, Faith FM is, um, yeah, um, moving into the question of the day. And he's coming up next. Now, Lyle is always awesome when he does the question of the day, so keep tuned for that. But we're going to turn to Mark Miller. My faith has found a resting place. This is Faith FM, The Brecky Show. The lost he came 
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. If what God has already done isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real. And real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. It's a love song written to us. When we're at our lowest points, we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. I'm so glad that's recorded because I wouldn't write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Someone called it a care package there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hi, I'm Delaine. Hi, I'm Sunny. Hi, I'm Dragon. Hi, I'm Nigel. And we'd like to invite you to our church, the, the Southern Illawarra Seventh-day Adventist Church. church. We meet every Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m. to study the Bible, followed by our main service at 11.30 a.m. You can find us at 107 to 109 Princess Highway, Dapto. We are in the High Ninja Hall inside the Dapto Rivenwood Centre. For more information, you can get in touch with us on Facebook. Just search for Southern Illawarra Seventh-day Adventist Church. Or contact us on 0402-716-762. We hope to see you soon. And stay tuned to Face FM.
Welcome back, guys. Listen to Faith FM, and we have come to question of the day time. We have a doozy that has come in this morning, but as we often say, we don't write the questions. You write the questions. We just try to answer them mm. and give you a Bible answer where we can. All right, so what have we got for today's question, Lawson? Okay, today's question is, why is masturbation bad? Is it not just sex without you know, getting someone pregnant. Okay, so this is a bit of a follow-on from our question about contraception and, uh, you know, people looking at it, well, like, you know, sex is a good thing and there's nothing wrong with having sex where you're not having children and sex is a blessing to the human race. So why would masturbation be a sin? There are a couple of things that, uh, a couple of points that I'm going to uh, address as uh, we begin this subject and we're going to go to a passage that we referenced the other day. Uh, This is Exodus chapter 12. 20 and verse 17 where it says you shall not covet your neighbor's house you shall not covet your neighbor's wife nor his manservant nor his maidservant and then goes on to talk about and or anything else that is your neighbor's and so there's a number of things that the bible says here you should not covet or have an unholy desire for your neighbor's wife or his manservant or his maidservant these people. We shouldn't have an unholy desire this particular direction. One of the things that you're going to find that goes hand in hand with masturbation is fantasy. It's often very difficult to separate the two. It is often said that the brain is the biggest sex organ in the body. And so masturbation begins in the brain before it goes anywhere else. And to have, you know, to, to, to have, you know, solo sex or sex with yourself involves the use of your brain and that then of course obviously uh, goes along with fantasies and thoughts and so far so, so often and those thoughts if you are not you know obviously with your spouse and whatnot are often the wrong kinds of thoughts and areas that we do not want to go to in Matthew chapter 5 Jesus addresses this particular commandment and uh, in, in very specific language And uh, let me see here, where is it? Uh, Verse 28. But whoever looks, but I say unto you that whoever looks on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. And so the fantasies that go along with masturbation are clearly wrong. How are you going to have one without the other? Some people claim that they do. I dispute that claim. Um, just simply from the standpoint of reality. But let's consider another a, a number of other aspects to uh, masturbation. Masturbation destroys, it really does destroy what sex is really all about. You know, that closeness, that personal intimacy, that relationship that uh, goes right along with sex. Uh, not only that, but that it... it, it, um, it turns sex into something that is all about yourself. Sex should never be about yourself. A sexual relation should be all about the other person's pleasure. You're never really going to enjoy sex, and you've never really enjoyed sex if the only reason that you ever engage in it is for your own personal pleasure, because that's just completely selfish, and you are not really achieving what it is all about. Um, and of course, masturbation is it, it, it just builds that kind of a concept within you that, uh, that this is what sex is all about. Um, of course, they have found in more recent years uh, 
that when you have sex, lots and lots of positive endorphins just flood your body and it's very, very good for your health. So the, the actual act is very, very good for yourself. Now, one of the things that causes those, those natural drugs to flood through your body, those really healthy drugs to flood through your body, is the sense of intimacy that is created by being with somebody else and by being with somebody else that you love and they love you and you are both giving yourself to each other. In masturbation, you get none of that. And what you get is an imbalance, a chemical imbalance, imbalance that takes place within your brain that actually causes brain damage similar to alcoholism. And so sex with somebody else in a loving relationship is very, very healthy. Sex by yourself can actually be very, very unhealthy. Now, of course, we could move on from there and talk about you know where our world is headed right now with pornography and so forth and, uh, and how this is completely you know destroying our world and particularly destroying uh, young men, but young women as well. And uh, uh, you know, you've got uh, uh, people that are unable to achieve orgasm, unable, young men ab- unable to achieve an erection, and just with a completely destroyed concept of what sex is all about. Anyway, there's a few thoughts to consider. This is I Know Where There's Water by Sonia Isaacs.
Yes, and welcome back to Faith FM. We're at the end of the day, Boris. Yep. Time to go. Well, the beginning of the day, but end of the show. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> the end of the day for the show. You know, whatever it is. The sun's shining. It's a nice day. Get out there it's and enjoy Newcastle. One. Yep. What do, we, what do we got to give away today, Boris? Oh, look, guys, there's an amazing book. It's called The Great Controversy. It was first published over 100 years ago. It's been translated many times and published yep. all over the world. Helped millions of people discover hope, peace, and security for One a time ahead. One of the biggest selling books. This, uh, this book actually, in my own spiritual journey, has actually helped and ministered and shaped it tremendously. And so we got a great giveaway um, so call us now. Call us now. It's one eight hundred three two four eight four three. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. First in, best dressed. Yep, you've got to call us this one to get it. First in. So what's the book called? The book is called The Great Controversy. Ah. Speaking of the great battle between God and Satan, we looked today at a bit of a recap no, on how that's going to end. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty heavy, but no, guys, it's an amazing life transforming book. Please call in if you want to get it. Yep. Yeah, so no, it's been a great day today. And um, by the way, the quiz question is still going. No one's guessed it. Uh, Boris has guessed I it. I got it. It's but no one else has guessed it. Like so, so give us a call. One more clue. So the second last one, I'm not Gabriel, but I am an archangel. Here's the final clue. I am Jude, Michael, or Simon. I'm Jude, oh, Michael, one of the three. or Simon. One of those three. So give us a call at Faith FM if you know the answer. There's still a prize going. Uh, yeah, no, it's been a great day. We've it's been looking at this to Lyle Lyle and Laws will be back tomorrow with some great stories from um, their travels. It'll be good. Including hitting cows and whatever else It'll be has good. happened. Tune in. Um, no, it's been good with you. Boris and um, Darren have been great on here today with you. Enjoy your company. Enjoy your day. And we'll see you back for Brecky tomorrow. Faith FM.
with my soul It is well, it is well with my soul My sin, all the bliss of this glorious thought my sin not in part but the So oh.